I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Babe. A Razzle Dazzle edition. It's <laughs> Tierney. Uh, and Lara. Um, I love a Razzle Dazzle <laughs> reference because it immediately makes me think of my favorite musical, Chicago. Yeah. And Give him the old Razzle <laughs> Dazzle. If you're good to mama. <laughs> Mama's good to you. <laughs> I'm not even like a deep Chicago head, but I'm very here for it and clearly like love to groove to yeah. its songs, you know, but Best I need songs. to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, you need to rewatch. I need to rewatch about probably like once a year because I am a true Chicago grounded. head. Yeah. To I mean feel, the cast I feel alone. fully grounded in my energy. <laughs> the yes. cast the I might ca- do that for the full moon I think feel you good should. ritual that we're talking about what we're so today's the full moon. Which, I don't know about you. I mean, you just told me that you had gotten an IUD, so I don't mm-hmm. know what your cycle status is. Yeah. But my cycle is now fully aligned with, with the, full, the moon. full moon. Me as well. Love. <laughs> it feels really... It used p- to be a new moon, but now it's, <laughs> now full. it's full. I think because I've really grown into myself. Yeah, I feel like a mature, like powerful woman. Because yes. last month on the full moon, my you period broke. came flowing out and the then today drops. as well and the, <laughs> the mic drop oh, yeah out of my vagina that's how i always feel when i get my period I'm like it drops <laughs> that's a new term i think it's dropping it's dropping <laughs> mine just stopped dropping but it was a new moon centric yeah yeah i love that so wait you're it stopped the drop on the full the, the moon. The full moon, yeah. It stopped like around yesterday. Oh, okay. I went for the IUD insertion during the period, which is like a that can be more painful, right? Well, I heard it was the more like I didn't mean to do that anyway, but yeah. then I googled it and it said that it used to be the only time that they did put them in because oh. maybe it's like more you're more loosey goosey <laughs> to quote Patty Stanger. <laughs> You're bringing some deep cuts into this. I like it. Right. <laughs> Your energy levels are great. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. <laughs> it feels like a ch- I love a podcast on a Sunday. My first time. <laughs> no, not true. Michelle and I used to watch some um, episodes of TV pilots, and then we would talk about them, and we did that on Sundays, but... It's more like a SoundCloud experiment. It's really not a proper podcast. Well, check it out. Plug it. (laughs) Pilots. Tierney and Michelle. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Google it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Being synced up makes me feel hot. Hot. Yeah. In my power. It makes you feel like de-socialized from 
yeah. depression and mm-hmm. at least gender based. Definitely. And like, so I'm excited. I hope this train keeps going. I think it will. Yeah, I think it will too. Um, wait, I want to know about your IUD experience because transparency just healthcare is important to me women's Women's health but also like I've ghosted I think my gyno appointment twice at least two times on an IUD like scheduled (laughs) the appointment really wanting to ghost it's so funny (laughs) scheduled it and like had a whole talk had them run my insurance crunch the numbers and then just like never showed didn't even call nothing definitely crossed my mind repeatedly the whole morning before (laughs) so you never had one I've never had one yeah I never had one and I also have hardly ever been on birth control at all you know and Mm -hmm. I was just like I don't know. It just seems fun to have some freedom. Like, why wouldn't I just try, right? Yeah. And then I never thought that I have Kaiser. I never thought that they had copper IUDs available. It's called a Paragard. So when I heard that they did, I like asked my mom. She works in gynecology. And mm-hmm. um, she was like, yeah, we have that. The biggest reason I wanted to cancel the appointment or just like run out on the doctor was the idea of like how much it was going to hurt me or not. Mm-hmm. And then he was basically concentrating on how much it was going to hurt. Like when I would get my period in the next month. Yeah. Which super scared me because I've never really had painful periods. And mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. like I do have a lot of weed suppositories for your vagina and anus <laughs> that would probably really help me out. Ease it up. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to half. Usually I just use those for fun, not because of like excruciating pain. Wait, with the weed suppository for a vagina, can you put it in while you also have like a tampon in? Yeah, you could put it in first. Okay. Because it's just like basically a, um, a, not a lozenge, a suppository, but of like, it's like weed filled coconut butter that's like, um, you know, it's almost like if you put it in your, if you kept it in your palm, it would melt. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like dissolving in so you. So it like melts into your vagina yeah. and then just feels like chill. Relief. Yeah. People use them for like their lower back too. Like they put them vaginally or anally, but okay. for back pain. Love that. Pretty chill. But I, I yeah, so I'm, I'm strapped with those if this does in fact prove super painful. But when it, so I got the copper one and it, um, when I was talking to my friend after, she was like, oh, so did they give you Xanax? And I was like, no. She was like, oh, well, did they give you, like, numbing cream or a numbing, like, did you have to swallow something, you know, that was supposedly, like, and I was mm-hmm. like, no. I just opened my legs. Mm-hmm. It sounded like she went to, like, a diva hospital and got to be, like, all jacked up and loose, and then they just put it in, and it was fine. But, yeah, but then you have to pay for all that stuff, oh, like, really? on top. I'm pretty sure if they, like dose you in some way that yeah. like goes into the whole process I'm like, i got high <laughs> <laughs> you're like i was at my in my regular elevated state yeah where literally. pain is but an idea yeah exactly like <laughs> that i may choose to entertain or, or not. not pay attention inside now that's what my friend tina told me <laughs> pay attention means. inside now yeah love that so i was paying attention inside my little head and it felt like like it made me feel super tripped out on like the potentiality of childbirth and like sensations like one of my (laughs) sensations that was kind of giving me a giggle while it happened was like what is my ass and what is my vagina like it was Mm -hmm. sort of became like a one plane of discomfort and i was just like feeling out of control um and it just felt like i was getting a 
cervix piercing. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I had pics. Um, so it's like a fast, like a little like pinch kind of, and then it's over. My friend, Jesse, um, who said that she had like got to be really chemically relaxed for mm-hmm. hers. Um, she said it felt like getting struck by lightning. <laughs> And when she said that, I squealed in like resonance because it's kind of like it's more obviously I don't want to uh, make light of getting struck by lightning, knock on wood, but it's just like <laughs> all you lightning victims out there not I'm trying to screech on Save by the Bell. He got hit struck by lightning twice, not in real life. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> she oh was my like God. worried about that. I was Diamond. really worried. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Has, have any readers ever been struck by lightning? Because like, actually, please write share. in. I need to know. It felt like just like a massive like – it felt like when you have to change the mode on a TV and you go from like the show to like the black and white grain and then it's like – it's mm-hmm. like that over your entire abdomen. Okay. Lower body. Like the white noise. Yeah. It's just like feels like everything is like – it's like a chaotic – because it's, a, it's you're not used to anything going through your cervix yeah. like in that direction. Exactly. Okay, so it's like a re it recalibrates you somewhat. <laughs> yeah, it really sets it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're fully different mode, sicko mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're now, in copper mode. Yeah, I'm in copper mode, and it's repelling the shit out of semen love it just like turns it away it's like it's nope. like spermicide yeah i've always loved the term spermicide right but it sounds like it's the opposite of what it is like it sounds like it kills sperm to me it sounds pro sperm really it always sounded but really anti you know like yeah yeah like i remember being young and reading cosmo yeah. and just like having so much knowledge of like birth control vehicles but Uh like also being too young to ever even need to like using it like i was like probably 12 years old or something oh my god i would go to the market and like while my mom shopped we would go to vons like every single day Mm -hmm. and because right next to my house and we knew everyone there so i would just sit with the checkers and they would like tell me about their marriages and like kids and shit and i would get every (laughs) magazine and i loved forms and writing so i would fill out every form and get all these subscriptions and then all the sexy parts and even birth control stuff was sexy to me i would cut out and put in like like i had like a folder of like informational erotica from all these <laughs> magazines and it's probably still in my oh my god i love somewhere <laughs> you created like a library for yourself of references resources. yeah so resources references. i tried one yeah god yeah i remember when i was looking through the options of iud's and stuff and reading about the copper versus hormone they both seemed like very equally terrifying but then the idea of a copper causing a more painful period i was like that would be the exact thing that i'm trying to get rid of so exactly I, yeah so i feel like i don't know how it works though and like, that's how the you, doctor lobbies you too because they're like people are obsessed with the hormonal iud because then their periods basically go away altogether i don't really want that but that's what we're just yeah like how we're saying like taking pride in our flow being synced to the moon like, yeah like i, I want be, that 
fully synced up with nature standing in my power as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I can't with a hormone infusion. No, I cannot handle my, I won't have anyone to fuck if I have any increased mood swings. No, (laughs) it's not. It's a journey that I like mentally, emotionally, physically can't embark on. No. Because things hang in such a delicate balance as is. Well, even when you're when you're on birth control, you said you thought you were pregnant still. Yeah, like when I was the hormones. I, I went on birth control for like three months in a long-term relationship. And the perks were, there were two perks. One was come inside anytime. Yeah. Two was my boobs just got like so, my boobs got like, a full cup size bigger, I would say like into for me and my, like for what they are now, which is small. It felt like very voluptuous. Yeah. Yeah, It felt erotic Yes, to like put on a bra and have your boobs like spill, like cleavage, like spilling out. out. It was like like, a whole "Mm, new world. Yeah. So I put up with like the depressive succulent. succulent. Yeah. Yeah. I put up with the depressive side effects of that for maybe like a month longer than I should have because I was just like so enjoying having these tits. Yes. But then I really had to ask myself like do I value tits over my own life? Well you also picked this birth control up at like CVS right? Like No this was from my this was from my doctor but then I went back because I was like look I want to be as hot as I possibly can and I want huge tits again and I'm not going to get a boob job because A I can't afford it Yeah, and B like it's just like not my journey. (laughs) I could take birth control and like I'm on, I think at the time I was like on Prozac or Zoloft and I was like, I'm on antidepressants. So it's fine. Whatever happens, like I can weather this storm in service of my boobs. Mm -hmm. And then four days into that journey, I like fully just like threw up the flag and was Mm -hmm. like, no, this is not happening. Yeah. Done. It makes me fully insane. Abort. Yeah. Aborted. I'm pro-choice when it comes <laughs> to birth control yeah, and I'm, pro-life when it comes to my life versus birth right. control. I also just feel like birth control is so annoying because you, like as women, we're supposed, like not supposed to, but we're still in a position years after like so many things have been available to us in terms of reproductive health. Like we're still in always a position to defend them or like, you know, defend our right to access them in really easy ways. Um but at the same time, like so many aspects of birth control as it exists right now are annoying. You know what I mean? Then like hormonal birth control is super shoved down like every teen girl with a heavy period's throat and like Yeah. That was I like don't the think thing that's really that you... like healthy, like in terms of your libido and your besides yeah, your emotional health, your libido. Like I feel like a lot of women I've read things where, you know, they feel like they're never horny their whole like young teen early 20s life and it's mm-hmm. because they've literally been on birth control since they're 16 or something and like yeah just has changed their chemistry yeah it's weird to think about like being a teenager and just being like always fascinated by like the day i could get birth control yeah. or like because i always had heavy periods but then i remember just being like 15 years old and looking my mom in the eye and being like, I need to get on birth control yeah. and feeling like really Sticking like, yeah. Being like, I am going to fuck. You're like, are you getting fucked? Cause I am. Yeah. I'm about to be. <laughs> I'm curious. If we don't get this quick, we're going to have another problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've always had like this long standing fear of getting pregnant and like in my most anxious moments can just convince myself as such. Like a and proper fucking like a freak full psycho. superstar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a full like Roman Polanski yeah. heroine in a movie totally. like vibe. Yeah. And even when I was on birth control in a long term relationship like a couple years ago for the first even it was a short period of time, but I remember just being like my boobs were hurting and when and I was like like I'm pregnant now probably. Like this probably didn't oh work and like now you're gonna have to like this is something we're gonna have to think about together and like so just like think about that because no. I'm gonna go get a pregnancy test and like I'm gonna be seeing about this. <laughs> this is something I'm dealing with. Yeah. So figure out how you're gonna deal with it. I just want you to be conscious of what I'm going through as a oh woman who God. is like now not only had to go get on birth control, but for also you. for you, for us, but now for us. it's malfunctioned and I'm likely with child. And now what about my career? Yeah. My health. What about my life? And it was like, <laughs> bitch, you, you are me not <laughs> pregnant whatsoever. Ever. You're, You're literally just like torturing someone. I am sort of jealous of like being psychotic about pregnancy. Like <laughs> I, when I was little, I loved 90210. And the first person I know to fake a pregnancy was Valerie on that show. Which, which one was, was Valerie? Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who like she's if people don't know, she's one of my most long-term idols. Really? Mm-hmm. Both aesthetically and just vibesing, like as both Kelly Kapowski and um, Valerie, like she, Valerie on Anna moved from Minnesota to Beverly Hills, like a few seasons in when Brenda was leaving Okay, to go be like, you know, she came to Beverly Hills and was like a farm girl or, you know, she's from Buffalo, New York, not Minnesota. Sorry. And she was being like, oh, I'm a family friend. Oh, oh, big house, like all marveling. And then at the end of the episode, she lights a joint and calls her friend and is like, it's amazing here. Like, <laughs> she's a bad girl. And yeah. she fakes a pregnancy to get the attention of a man who she's having an affair, a married man who she's having Love. an affair with that she's obsessed with. Um, and so she fakes a pregnancy, like not, she gets money and stuff out of it, but really it's for like the attention. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when I write a new teen soap that the more interesting fake pregnancy inspired by you too is like to fake being pregnant for your mom (laughs) more than like the man or like your parents. Like Like, to to, like freak them out. Yeah. Like, or just to extort, like to punish them attention, resources, punishment. Yeah. of you know motivations Mm -hmm. but it would be like what i want to explore next (laughs) yeah i love like i love a taking a parent to task over that i feel Mm -hmm. like my sister did that when she was home for thanksgiving was like made a pregnancy (laughs) joke and according to her was like my mom was like (gasps) and then she said that she was just kidding and i was like i don't know like i feel like my mom would be probably excited if one of us was having a baby yeah i'm sure she would because none of you do right none of us do and i think that she wants like to have especially you have like a grandchild there's like four of you right and Mm -hmm. it's like and we're all just like (laughs) barren like (laughs) i know we're like it's never happening (laughs) which i also feel like sad like i'm i feel sad about a little bit do you feel like your siblings want children, though? I don't think so. I, none of them have expressed that to me. And you don't seem like... 
I'm not like hands in the air. I mean, yeah, I've heard you talk hands about in like, the air. like ready, like <laughs> No, I'm certainly Put not your ready. Hands in the air. <laughs> Who wants a baby? Put your hands in the air. Who wants to get pregnant? <laughs> I'm like, woo, never mind. I'm Everybody like, I'm like <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> Damn, like I hope, yeah, I don't know. I just love babies too, but I don't mm-hmm. want to be the kind of baby haver that does so to like ground themselves in their relationship. No. Or just ground themselves, period. And while I think that I have like consistently shown up for myself and like only achieved like better levels of like mental health, confidence, grounding, like creative time, whatever, whatever, there's still a part of me that feels constantly like, unsoothed you know and i don't want like i don't know i don't want to have a baby so that my boyfriend so that i know my boyfriend will be next to me and love me yeah no because i don't even know like i you know i don't even know what i think about anything in terms Mm -hmm. of like long-term relationship models or like you know no i go so back and forth with like what it is that i truly want out of a relationship in the first place and like I wouldn't want to have a baby. Like I have like my best friend has like always wanted a baby and has just been like vocal about that and is like making the steps to have that happen in like the next few years. And I'm like, I think that's really cool to like just know what you want and like plan to get it. And for me, I'm, I've never had that about like having kids. Yeah. Like, and if that was to happen or if it happens in the future, like I'm open, to, I'm open to that, but like, it's not something that I feel like super compelled by. So mm-hmm. I just have to be able to say for me right now, like totally. it's not my path. And maybe that my window of having a baby, like by bi- like my biological window will like close but then i'll get that urge and i can do it in some other way yeah totally because it's like there are tons of kids around i just do believe in the law of attraction and manifestation and like i am around so many babies lately and i'm so down i so love them and like i feel like people are sort of surprised that i am as much like into that for myself as i am um but I don't want to have that to like feel a new way now. I'd rather like get a trainer or like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of things I'd rather spend money on than like a child in order to feel better about myself emotionally or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like having a baby is like, or having kids is like be- being on meth or addicted to meth uh-huh. ex- and you just never get a break from it yeah like instead of having a drug addiction you to deal with you just yeah, have like a baby addiction. A, another life to deal with totally and that's why so many addicts have kid right after <laughs> do you know what i mean though like oh my really god do. yeah wow i didn't yeah. even think about that that's what i mean like i know so many like crazy ass not to use crazy as a stigmatizing term but just <laughs> um you know really open-minded <laughs> and wild <laughs> friends and women I've encountered over the years, like many of them have babies and I think it's done them a lot of good. So it's not, you know, who knows? Yeah. There's no logic behind anything, but just like, I want to feel like I'm having a baby in a time where like 
I won't resent having a baby. Yeah. And I definitely haven't like traveled globally enough with willy nilly. Yeah. You know, because like my mom, like, I mean, the model of like great moms that I know are 100% obsessed with their kids. Mm -hmm. And I do think that there's like work life balance and all those different, like more modern, you know, balances to achieve that are really good too. But like the most of the moms I know are just like, it's just mom mode all the time. And like their needs are so not important. Yeah. You're giving of yourself to everyone else around you and no one is giving back to you and you don't even have time to give back to yourself. And that does not seem very attractive to me. Yeah. I just feel like I could do that one day and I'll get a lot of joy from that. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about me that really is maternal and I like to like, you're a nurturer. Yeah, I like to serve and care for someone. And I also have been so nurtured. Like, I'm still nurtured by my parents so yeah. much. And I'm like, I'm down to, like, pay it forward, you know? But mm-hmm. um, I think that, like, makes it that much more of a commitment that I perceive or something. So, yeah, like, as were the camel yonis in Egypt, <gasps> my yoni is protected from semen by this copper iud so wait tell the readers why this like camel tell them the origin of camel so full disclosure we had done this podcast Mm -hmm. and we i have a new computer and i thought that all my recording stuff was like kosher and uh, things really fell apart (laughs) because i looked at the computer and it had cut off within like four minutes of starting recording and so now so I'll introduce you a to a character we chatted about. Yeah, we yeah. were having fun. I got to We were say. having a lot of fun. <laughs> we still are. We still are. But like, you know, I'm a perfectionist. And when things yeah. get... When I, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you do too. Um. So my friend Labana, her name is Labana Babylon. And she is someone who's like... I need to look her up. Yeah, because I don't want to just like put words for her that uh, don't you know, comply with how she describes herself right now. But basically she's like a divine feminist, like radical femininity, uh, sacred sexuality, like horseship, mother earth, like alien vulva power sphere. And I know she one time put like lots of acid into her vagina and like tripped and communicated with aliens and like had a whole thing. And, I hadn't seen her in years, and I haven't talked to her in like some time either. I just followed. Oh yeah, yeah. She's Does she have really, a bio? Yeah, let me find. I feel like I'm just sort of having fun with descriptions that I know I've read, and she's. Um, Labana loves you. Destroy all limitations in love. Seven seven seven. Yeah, I'm in for whatever journey. This she's is. amazing. She's, about she's to mystic angel. I knew her in LA, but she lives in the South now, and I think that's where she's from. I know it's where she's from, but it was super good synchronicity, and I felt really supported by the universe because we hadn't spoke for so long. And the day of my IUD insertion, she hit me up on instagram like she responded to one of my stories and i was you know she was just like how are you and i'm like i'm good i just got an iud (laughs) because i know that she's someone who appreciates feminine experience and probably would be knowledgeable Mm -hmm. and it was amazing because she was like oh i've had the copper iud for like i think she said eight years like it's been amazing no problems i love it and i was like oh that's amazing to hear because you know when i was 
already in like a vulnerable position ready to get the procedure. The doctor really wanted to switch me to the hormonal kind and I, the mood stuff, you know, and I, I didn't want to not have a period, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, no, no. Like they found copper IUDs in camel yonis in ancient Egypt. Like you're good, you know? Love. That made me feel so grounded <laughs> and connected to sort of ancestral and like going all the way back to Egypt. I would and rather the have that. And I just think it's interesting, you know, it's like, yeah, like we, we want to have access to birth control, but like then you have like a male doctor really lobbying you to not have a period and to not, you know, not yeah. use this much older form of contraception in order for like the new techier version, like the arm strips and implants. Have I don't trust those? that. At That's all. so crazy. That's crazy. I like would not. I just like have it's a not even real your version. Wrist. It's like in your like no, it's in like your forearm or yeah, like, or it's like in the middle of your arm. Yeah, I'm just like. I just am, I don't like birth control. I'll say yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can deal with like condoms and that's yeah. fine for me. But like when it comes to anything else, I'm just like, stay away from me. Totally. And so we'll see, you know, like, and I'd heard like my, uh, I'd heard stories about like the IUD, like strings poking dicks, dicks, right? which I, I kind of love because it, it's like, Ha ha, claws. But it's also like, bitch, I got this for our pleasure. Yeah. So so like, let's. I mean, I. They told me not to have sex for a week, Mm -hmm. but I had sex today (laughs) because I googled and some people said it twenty four hours is fine. I think trust your body. Three days. Mm -hmm. My body wanted it. Your body was saying. (laughs) Give me, give me more. more. Give, give me, me more. more. Give, give me, me, give me more. more. I got more. I got more than ever. I got, you got more than in. you bargained for. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, um, the doctor said to go slow, which the doctor didn't say. Oh, that's sexy. But I didn't want to say the doctor said you might feel copper rods in your dick. So, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like if he was just, like, pounding it out, it could be right, more easily. Right, from the get-go, yeah. You yeah. don't want to, like, dislodge. And also or... with, like, the timing thing, yeah. So, I'm yeah. like, you have to go slow. <laughs> I like the thought of, like, erotic IUD, bur- talk. IUD talk. We had it. I lo- <laughs> the, do- <laughs> the doctor said you have the to go doctor slow. <laughs> And then, like, I had, like, a bruise on my arm from, like, the blood test or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm already laying there with him. And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, from the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what's so fucked up. Like, what are we desperate for? Attention? <laughs> Attention and, like, drama. Nurturing. Also, I am. I love when, like, whenever I get blood drawn. Uh-huh. And this is, like, a psychotic thing. But just, like, in my head, I'm really into the drama of, like, any sort of mark in a intravenous way yeah you're like uh oh. like yeah well it could be like oh like you think maybe people think that i'm using maybe they think that you're using or have like a track mark Wait, they, they'll if ne- only they I looked like, under my toes <laughs> i'm like they they'll never know yeah, my truth they won't know and i'm like hmm, you never know maybe I, I get a lot of love so i don't know why i'm so thirsty for more but i also think that like i have some like I have leftover like party girl shame or like, like sexy fun. I don't know. Like I haven't been in that many like committed relationships. So yeah. Exploring the boundaries and benefits of a t- partner who like I know really loves me mm-hmm. is sort of like 
something that I could be sick about if I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's fun to torture a lover in that way. Sometimes it's also fun to actually be vulnerable or like, do you know what I mean? Because I think like in most instances in my life, I would like not talk about anything related to like, I mean, I'm, I'm here talking about it too, but like, I'm not always one to real. I like, I share a lot mm-hmm. and I feel like babe inspired this for me too. It's like I share a lot and I always have in a way, but in a very carefully like, you know, like I'm really vulnerable about certain things, but I'm not just like generally an open book. I feel like, like yeah. I don't usually talk about bruise and periods and like these aspects of my bodily functions. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in such a committed relationship, I'm just so confident and you yeah. Know. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I haven't, like, it's helped me be more forthcoming about that kind of stuff. Because obviously I have those conversations, like, about bruises, my friends and whatever. But it's fun to, like, put it out there and then have people respond to it. I mean, which is like astoundingly so. Yeah, like, every, (laughs) like, I love, that's one of the things I love the most about doing this podcast is just, like, it confirms that I'm not alone in basically like any of my life experiences, which I think is really important for just like processing things that happen to you or just like shit that you go through. Totally. Um, but also it's like, please only share positive IUD stories. If you have no negative bad ones, unless it's astounding, you can do. Yeah. Unless it's like truly like a wild roller coaster, insane ride that you want to take us on. Feel free to email babe podcast at gmail.com but like if not keep it to yourself because everyone i can i did enough googling to like find the horror stories i was looking for for reasons to like ghost my doctor and not get the iud and also i love it because some of the advice they give is like just reach in and feel for the i'm like dude like i am a freak i am so sexually available to whoever i choose to fuck and like i love doing so many things but in my own time i can't reach and like i don't know it's it's not my own issue it's like i don't even that's how i felt about the iud thing too is like what is even my body like i felt like i had really had to like inhabit a space i don't know like i'm suddenly like accountable for my body now i guess because i have that but just like I'm not accountable in a way where I'm like, oh, breast exam. And now I'm going to put my hand in and reach for the top of my cervix. Like where? Yeah. It just feels like it's like another thing to have to take care of where it's like, why can't there just be a birth control option that's like easy or that does not troll? Yeah. Or for men. I mean, they always are developing birth control for men. men. Like shots, I think, was one of them. Shots was one of them. But... I mean, I think men would be down to take it if... I mean, I don't think men want the burden of being responsible for that because they literally, like, feel close to none unless they're in a really committed relationship in which they feel, like, responsible for what happens between the two of them. But, like, I feel like a new generation of guys could really enjoy just, like, fucking for sport and knowing that it's not going to go anywhere. You know, because for women, at least we never, at least we always know if we have a baby or not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I think for men, it truly is like, it's rare, but probably not as rare as I think to just like find out later on that you have a kid. Yeah. 
I'm a huge advocate for male birth control. <laughs> we are ready to donate. I'm like, y'all deal with it. 1% of babe. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm like ready Funds to go to fund male birth me control. To, if you find a charity or an organization yes. that's raising capital. And not Pfizer. And not, thing. no, not like big pharma, like corrupt, whatever. We want mom and pop male yeah, birth control. Small business owners yeah. who are developing male birth control. Sign me the fuck up because yeah. I'm ready. It seems like if they wanted to, they could. So mm-hmm. show us what you got. Yeah, like the con- like I feel like this past few weeks, like I've been getting off a of medication and then getting on like a new medication for mm-hmm. depression. So it's like thrown me into that coupled with Mercury retrograde yeah. and like the impending full moon and my uh-huh. PMS yeah. waiting for the beat drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> threw me into like a spiral of like one like trying to like come to terms with my body or like how I want to like care for my body what I think about my body and like worst topic yeah and like self-love and like (laughs) body acceptance and stuff and then just like self-esteem because I think whenever I mean when you're depressed and when I'm depressed it's like that goes right out the window. Yeah. And then I, and then it's like a cycle of feeling like shit and then doing things to make myself feel more like shit. And there's like oh a punishment God. whole thing that right. happens. And so now I feel like the beat dropped. The moon is. That's full. what I love about having a period is like emotionally when the beat drops, it like makes me feel like. I don't like released. Yeah. <laughs> I shall be released. Yeah. Wait, I need to talk about Burning Man because it's taken over my I don't know You're if getting it's getting ha- ready. Well, I'm like <laughs> mentally preparing for to yeah. have a good burn. But like in my feed there are so many people that are like posting throwbacks of last Burning Man and mm-hmm. lamenting the fact that they can't be there this year, but like and then just being like wishing everyone love and light on the playa, like have a great burn and like posting just like fo- it's an excuse to post like hot pics. Yeah. Have a great burn is so good. It's so good. <laughs> Everything is like like Candace Swanepoel loves Burning Man. I'm so proud of how much these people transform there. <laughs> she transforms into just like Love, light, wow. weed, like fishnets. fishnets, Rasta vibes. It's just to dress Mad Max. It's right? to dress Mad Max and then like erotically. Erotic Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's a store down the street from my apartment that I don't know. There's who, quite a few. There's so many, but there's <laughs> one specifically that's like sells only like elaborate Burning Man outfits that must cost like thousands Feathery. of dollars. Feathery ones or glitter like very, with like helmets. Some are like really utilitarian, right? Yeah, some are not. What do you mean? <laughs> glittery like head, with helmets? Yeah, oh, like, like glittery and then a matching helmet with your like feathers, like crazy acid freak, like angel <laughs> glitterati. I like the last part, yeah. angel glitterati <laughs> freak. But <laughs> like, I would love to go to like if I'm gonna go to Burning Man, I need a stylist to yeah. like get involved and create some looks. I need a trailer where I can just go recalibrate and sit that has air conditioning and like full shower capabilities and like comfy bed. Uh 
Like, I don't understand. We want a Burning Man themed photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> In a controlled condition. In a controlled condition. I like you- when girls look full Victoria's Secret Angel at Burning Man. How do they do that? Yeah. How do they, where are they showering? That's what I'm wondering when I'm looking at like They're sexy not, people's or- Burning Man content. Mm-hmm. Like all the Victoria's Secret Angels that go or models or like the older Hadid sisters. Like what, how do they clean themselves because they look the really older <laughs> sisters <laughs> have you not followed no i've looked You're aware yeah. of i don't follow but lancy bear and marielle <laughs> mama marielle aren't you obsessed like i'm obsessed with lancy bear it's basically the same social personal dynamic as like kardashians with kendall too like they get like, yeah out of nowhere baby sis lands you fashion yeah and it's kind of like what I love about them is like they're so rich that it doesn't like I don't think that they feel any sort Faced. of resentment. No. It's just like, oh my God, Bella and Gigi are so cute. Totally. Like it's really I love that. And then like it's I'm gonna go to Greece. Resentment as much as like, oh yes, now we get more of yeah. like these little social experiences that they still do value more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's a blessing. Yeah. Like, but if that happened to me and like my little sister turned into a literal supermodel, I'd be like <laughs> Like mad, but then I'd try and like get on that somehow. Totally, I'd be like, "Can I?" It only lasts that long. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be like, "Now you owe me big time." (laughs) Yeah, or like, "Who do you trust more than me?" I know, like, who's been there for you recently? (laughs) Me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love it. But Lindsay Bear lives (laughs) (laughs) lives the most glamorous life. Yeah, she's like six foot one. Which well, I also where, like, love. They probably they all have right. Like even the house Yolanda lived at. I know it's separate, but like on Real Housewives, like that house is one of the nicest reality TV houses ever. Yeah, like in Malibu, like Infinity Pool to the ocean, like that just overlooks a cliff, and then you yeah. see the ocean is a luxe. They're just like racking in extras, you know. Yeah, they're probably tired. I, they seem, <laughs> Lansy Bear, I don't know exactly what she yeah. does, but I love what she does. And I think Skincare she, line she's, she's working. Buyer. Yeah. Ugh, a buyer. That's the ultimate. Bitches love being a buyer. Lo, the ultimate rich girl job. Yeah. Which is hot. It's hot. I remember a friend of mine from boarding school, we were like talking about what we wanted to do with our lives mm-hmm. at one point. And she was like. I just want to be a buyer for like Neiman's or something. And then I was like, how does one become a buyer? She's like, I just have a really good eye. Yeah. I buy a lot of stuff. So I've gotten really into like, sometimes I'll go into like a Instagram K hole of looking at like all the Vogettes Mm -hmm. and like who's working there because I know I know one that's cool. There's a girl from Oklahoma city who is like an editor at Vogue now that Uh was like, she went to one of the private schools. There Uh were like three private schools. She went to like a rival private school of mine, but she also like came from like a insanely wealthy family. Like it's, and and I just like look at them and I'm like, it's so that it's just like, you were able to have an internship here for like four years unpaid, but also be chic enough to like make it work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. dress up every day. Like, dress up every day. Have the best style. 
I think she has short hair. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Long-term potential there. Yeah, but then I just like, and then it's easy once you get in to then just go around and like see who socializes with whom. And Do they like, have a lot of followers? Like, they have like medium staff? amount of followers. Mm-hmm. It's like they could go anywhere from like ten to twenty k. Really posting them. Yeah, no, they it's like, like have writers their own. Don't get tagged in fashion mat. No, writers know? never get at a least tag. ones like that. Mm-hmm. But then there was like this jewelry editor that I used to like look at every That's once in a while. Hot job. That's so funny. I know. Right? And then I was like, jewelry. I want to get into like jewelry. jewelry. Yeah. You're like, that kind of reminds me of chakras. <laughs> <laughs> I love like fine jewelry. Yeah. I was like, I think I <laughs> really like, appreciate like gems. really nice gems. <laughs> sapphires rubies it sounds so fun yeah and she was just always post like her hand with like create like millions of dollars of rings on it and be like did i shoot for like w like i think she went from like vogue to w Uh and then but it was just like she was just like she probably has writing about jewel like choosing out what jewels seem cool to put in a magazine that's like a legitimately providing jewel recommendations yeah so funny too also like i I just wonder how much you get paid for that (laughs) like She's probably thirty thousand dollars a year yeah 35 (laughs) before taxes wearing a million yeah it's so weird. I don't know. Like, obviously, I fantasize about that whole scene and culture because mm-hmm. I think it's, like, a very sensible route that I, like, kind of could have taken or yeah. maybe thought I would have at times or something. Or maybe in could terms still. Of journalism. Yeah, like, I've – yeah, it's just interesting. <laughs> just, like, knowing myself, I don't – I don't know. I yeah. Don't, number one, I value money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, that kind of description is, like – yeah, like I just feel like all those people work so hard and care so much, but like, I don't know. but they're not getting like paid in the way that you would hope. I to would get be paid. annoyed to be around so much glamour all the time and not feel as though I was equitably compensated for my massive amounts of labor. Yeah, and I feel like it's like for those types of gals, they probably don't care because they don't need the money anyway. So it's totally. more of like a hobby job. Yeah. And then it's like really fun and the paycheck is like, oh, now I have lunch money or something yeah. like that. Nice dinners. Yeah. Nice <laughs> dinners. Spa. Yeah. Or like a massage. Extra. Yeah. And so, yeah. And it just feels like such this like exclusive world. I feel like it will change or it's changing. Oh, I definitely feel Especially like it's changing. These- publications like online a lot of them have way more like diverse and interesting staff i don't i mean this is at least what i feel like but i'm not like studying who works each place you Mm -hmm. know but it just seems that like then like the core of their like print like legacy brand is still so the same yeah i mean Mm -hmm. like how would you describe this woman from oklahoma style um just like simple she like always looks they all always just look good yeah and like with nice it's just like nice expensive clothes and shoes Mm -hmm. very clean makeup like not anything too wild more spa treatments yeah more spa treatments just like glowing skin they just like put together and chic totally yeah beauty editors that's my 
any beauty editors listen to this that's let's your beat? connect i want to write for this beat <laughs> any jewelry <laughs> literally editors? my beat is my beat it should be that have you ever had have you ever had like an astrologer like one-on-one moment um not with an astrologer or, or like a psychic sham like yeah. someone like that yeah yeah i have what did with they tell also- you about your like career uh-huh what a good question should i i'll be honest <laughs> um I, it's one person who I've seen more than mm-hmm. once. And like when I first met her, she was telling me like stuff about writing and then obviously didn't know anything about me. You know what I mean? And then I actually never saw, cause I'm a Capricorn and I care about this work thing so much, I guess like mm-hmm. more than I'm, I'm ashamed to let on how much I care about career stuff. I think, um, but it's clear in a cool way. Yeah. I'm not like Tierney's career obsessed. Like, yeah, some people do that and it's like sharky or feels like yeah. icky, but you do it in a chill. Yeah, I'm definitely not passionate trying to way. like, I'm not a um, social climber or anything. I'm not like swarmy. Mm-hmm. I just am like <laughs> hot and yeah. marketable a bit. So like, <laughs> come on. Okay, so I didn't go to a psychic or intuitive person ever until... I was beginning a job that felt that I was off. It began as like a short term consultant kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was offered to become a full time sign on to the company benefits, like real job. And I'm like 23 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like 23, I think. And I just, not that that matters, but it was just like, literally, I don't know what the fuck. Like I felt like I have so many interests and I love storytelling in so many ways, blah, blah, blah. That like, I was very honored and excited about that opportunity, but I also felt like, is this a pivot from like what I should be doing or is this, you know, is this going to trump over like other stuff I want to do? Yeah. So I went to the intuitive reader (laughs) (laughs) and she was like, um, yeah, she told me something about writing and she was like, um, you're experiencing something right now that, you feel is going to um, prevent your creative growth, but actually it's going to inspire you a lot and it's going to allow for more creative growth. So Mm -hmm. like think positively about it. And I heeded her words Mm -hmm. and that was really good. And in terms of like other just stuff, like she'll be like, Oh, I see you on a network. I see you broadcasting, broadcast journalism. I I could be way more well-spoken than I am on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, yeah, and like, what, I don't know, she taught, cause I feel like I grew up with a lot of financial instability, like a lot of access to really nice things and nice experiences and nice of all different types, but meaning like, you know, I knew different class experiences really well because I felt like we were probably of a lower class than like a lot of my family or mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I mean? So I was always like, I always had access to a lot of range of experience, you know, and I feel like I'm really grateful that I have really been like making money for myself in the last few years. And when that all sort of began, it's like you feel so relieved to finally like earn a decent living, you know, and be supportive to yourself or whoever you want. But um, yeah, like, I don't know, you're also kind of waiting for the other foot to drop or like you feel like. I don't know, a whole nother set of like issues you need to process. And mm-hmm. so um, I love 
the person that I see because she always tells me like you, like you will earn money. Like, like, and then she's like interrupted other parts of the reading to be like, really just relax about money. Like you will be chic. Yeah. So I think about that basically every day. So (laughs) you're going to get the bags. I got the bag. I'll get big bags, big bank, (laughs) big bank theory. Yeah. That's my new show, Me and YG. Yeah, that's your like first album drop. Yes. Is I'm probably going to become a singer, and that's how you I'm should actually monetize in the way that I want, and also connect with people in the way that I'd like to intimately. I need you to do more music videos. So, like, I need that's you to how, be a singer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I began my creative experience as a punk singer you know that right (laughs) i don't know that like i had a myspace with a lot of followers what like a lot of followers that nico one day nico texted me my friend i grew up with and he was like if you were gonna be a pop star would your name be tierney finstar and i was like yeah and then um (laughs) he made like a separate a new myspace for it and like he would add people from all over like magnificent michelle and like all these like random ass people but we would look at all of them you know yeah even like jeremy scott would be there you know like nico would be messaging everyone like halfway as me but Mm -hmm. then i would it was a music myspace so yeah my songs which it would be like wait uh, what are your songs (laughs) i don't know your punk songs yeah i would go perform at birthday party like the first time i went to a nightclub it was like a misha barton ass nightclub and like this girl bbm me in class and was like can you come perform tonight at hwood and i was like yeah, because she knew the songs at from the, Hwood. My God, in the Hollywood in Highland Mall, in eight seven. Like, oh my God, I'm like about to faint. Imagine you could have caught one of my performances. <laughs> Wild. And then, um, did you have a band? No, so I would pretend to be British. So I'd be like, "Hello, my name's Tierney Finstar," and then like, um. I would be like, but more drunk and be like more, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're wild. <laughs> that was more like a masculine, like I was acting like a, a duchess. Mm-hmm. And then I would, um, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I had like, it started with Britney Spears, uh-huh. but then like, um, the best Britney Spears song I performed was Crazy. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but the opening scream on the track was Nico's and I would record a lot of them in um, his mom's car, but People would listen to them. They liked them. And it totally set me off into a social experience that has continued. And so you would, uh, do covers cover. like punk. RC Wood was Hollywood by Madonna. Was <laughs> <laughs> everybody comes to RC Wood? <laughs> Wait, how would they sound? Everybody comes to RC Wood. Like kind of stuff. <laughs> and so would you have background? Also like, more British. <laughs> The British accent is what really drives yeah. the journey. And home. I think I had way more British friends post that teen period. So it's like, who knows what it's informed by, but it's like consistent, you know. Would you ever bring back Tierney Finstar? Well, like even on Facebook, that was my name up until so recently. But yeah. And someone was like asking me to be credited, like, what do I want to be credited? Blah, 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 blah. And then. I'm like, whatever, just put my name. Well, you have to have an alter ego. <laughs> yeah, so it's Tierney an alter Finstar. ego. But that's what T-Star is. Yeah, that's what so, T-Star like, is. So, like, that's still my handle and, like, I don't know. 
I guess it's stuck. I need you in like a platform boot. <laughs> the live shows, though. <laughs> the live shows. Just getting. I would take out my tits and like, you know, um, jump around or try to get the mic from someone at a show that wasn't mine or like. <laughs> I'm so sad um, that I have never seen. I don't. Them. Oh, I think we belong together by Mariah. I'm. I don't know what Mariah song, but like, yeah, that's how the videos like began and and then you did like kind of like sexy r&b videos with yeah. nico so yeah like nico and i had done a bunch of um funny videos you know like it began one time he was just he filmed me making a documentary which i guess is super youtuber style or just like travel show mm-hmm. of like the diner by his house also as like cheese star and like a shitty accent you know mm-hmm. and then like he had me go outside against a wall and just say like, oh, it's so gourmet, you know? But all I did was be like, it's so gourmet, you know? And then he cut it so that it was like all crazy. It was a documentary, but then it was like, but most importantly, so gourmet. And it cut, cut all like sexy porno, you know? <laughs> and I think it was set to like Ragdoll by Aerosmith. Oh my something. God. And so, yeah, there was a comedy which conclude phase which concluded with um Shakira La Loba like a, our own video to it and then years later or like th- 3 years later we made three R&B style videos I guess that are like it's called Caught Feelings and mm-hmm. he started by just wanting to cover Tevin Campbell song in Big Bear so we went and did that and then an artist ended up wanting to us to make another one and they're sort of like and then we won a grant from online <laughs> from online and um <laughs> from online oh, for, oh i've heard got, of it yeah <laughs> from you know online they give grants oh, online that. yeah so then yeah we made a third one and those are really beautiful like i feel like that series is like really mature and beautiful like in terms of its conclusion with Wicked Games, which is like we won the grant for and to, in order to make. And so I love that. It's probably the best thing I ever made still. And the early, actually the middle video we shot, the location is now the future home of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. No. In Malibu. They like, have a home in Malibu? They're going to move there, I guess. Or at least it was said that they were the people purchasing it and that they were going to make renovations. Holy the video shit. Is Drop by Chester French. Oh my God. Yes. Rush to watch it. <laughs> it's like a Malibu villa that. Yeah, I remember our, it. It was kind of like I a. I was like a housekeeper and Nico was the kingpin who lived there. <laughs> and. When he, yeah, when he brought me over that housekeeping suit to put on, I was like, it was not a, you know, a sexy maid costume. Yeah. It was a full blown, like a housekeeper uniform. But with that like thick material, you know, Mm -hmm. like a hotel. Like the feel of Dickies or something like that. To make someone wear that at your home. It's not even a hotel. Can you imagine (laughs) having people wear uniforms in your house? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Making like seeing someone and looking up and down and making sure they're fully in a uniform. Looks good to me. Yeah. <laughs> mm, or like having to Press. tell someone like, "Can you tell her her shoes uh, are a little dirty?" Uh, like, I hate that. That's I'm pretty so crazy. Like that. No, my mom is like, I don't know. Not that we ever even had anybody doing that kind of stuff for us. But if like one of my aunts had that or something for just one party or whatever, my mom would be practically like 
so close to the person hired by the end of the night that I would feel like she was being condescending, like overcompensating, like having to be best friends, you know? Yeah. But thank God that's hot compared to the other. Well, yeah, like being like a dick to totally to like enforcing your boundaries in your home. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Beatrice at dinner? Mm -hmm. Isn't it so good? It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) I was loving it. I love that. Yeah. It was amazing. John Lithgow, like, his ability to become like a total villain he's so good he's so good because he get he can be so hilarious like i loved third rock from the sun but then he can also be like the grossest most evil Uh uh-huh i love that yeah what's the scariest like creative thing you've ever done oh like in terms of how I felt, like being scared. Yeah, or just like the <laughs> most daring thing or the thing that really, yeah, like yeah. made you the most uncomfortable um, or the biggest risk. I guess what comes to mind. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is like a photo shoot that people... Not even who cares about other people. A photo shoot that is like totally the background of my website. And like, it's, I love, you know, I love the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that people respond to real, you know, a ton. So I guess I say that to say it's something that was like totally worth it, you know? Yeah. And also something that I've become so accustomed to, right? Like I've been so naked in so many environments with so many different photographers. Yeah. And it's sort of hilarious because I feel like most of them are like fashion photographers, but literally like, I don't know, with like my body, they just like, whether they don't want to have access to like proper clothing or they just literally like don't know how, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they want nudes. (laughs) I think that has been the motivation, at least sometimes, not always. But anyway, I'm happy to do it. Like me and Nico in that old era we're talking about, I would be like naked all over town as like a teen. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first time that I did a nude shoot though, I had just been in, um, I've been in Israel and the West bank. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, still in the middle east when someone my friend luke texted me and was like um you know about the shoot and it was going to be for v magazine and i mean just shooting with him in general i was down and i of course i wanted to do it for v and i remember being like leaving in the airport and like writing saying like oh by the way i'm not blonde anymore and he was super pissed (laughs) (laughs) uh since we talked about that before but yeah, so I he got me nice wigs and I was blonde and it was like a big I hadn't been on like a big proper fashion production like I'd been on big movies or something like that but yeah. not playing an active part so much, you know, but just the like feeling of being there was a lot and it was cute and it was at a house um that they had rented and there was like tons of trailers, like wardrobe trailers and I had a trailer and like um 
there's just so many moving parts and like we did one setup and I had these like clothes on and then like I felt like they were trying to put me in all these dresses that weren't really like fitting well mm-hmm. and I was getting like what are you supposed to do uh, you know at the time too I'm it's like 20 or something yeah. yeah I'm literally 19 or 20 and then um the makeup artist was like what if I just cover her in glitter and I really that's like how that st- was like born you know and so I was gonna be I was naked and I had like thigh high black leather boots on and um he used like makeup forever really lacquery lip gloss and painted me um and covered me in glitter but at that time in my life I was not strutting around naked Mm -hmm. like I had that exhibitionist side of me but it was in that very punk way which is like basically like my body bothers you and I'm gonna show it up and down Hollywood at these like clubs yeah like, like i'm gonna go to Hwood and take my tits out yeah. and it's kind of like more of a it's like a transgressive also it's horny but it's like but also like a you're trolling yeah but i tr- we crazy trolled back then you yeah know, and it was so fun and so that's a different way it's of very presenting. different than being in like I don't know, like some Versace heels and like diamond, like they put diamond, like mm-hmm. I think it was sapphire since we're talking about gems, but like blue, like a really beautiful necklace. But the whole thing was the boots were like up to my thighs, but you know, these boots don't even fit me still because it's like thigh high boots. You're, I'm not a fashion thigh. Like, yeah. um, so it's like I'm barely in them and I'm in a trailer and they're also healed and I'm not like, you know, especially that moment, I was not used to walking in big, big heels a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a whole walk through the house to the backyard where we're going to shoot, where there's like all together, you know, there's probably like 30 plus people or more. But in the backyard, there's like literally 10, 12 guys around a pool waiting for me, you know, like photo, photo assistant, lighting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, oh my god. god yeah like i i really was like breathe and i knew i also loved it because i had like i was not unused to that feeling yeah but it was like raising the stakes of it mm-hmm. but also raising the stakes of the quality of the result of it you know what i mean because i'm in like he did an amazing job i was entirely glitter i'm in a beautiful blonde wig i'm in diamonds i'm getting shot at like golden hour in la in a summer it's romantic and it's yeah. beautiful and like the picture is amazing and mm-hmm. it was totally worth it. And since then, you know, like I said, I've like done so many kinds of nude shoots and very like, I don't know, like nicely done ways. So it doesn't seem that scary to me now, but, but it's like, it's interesting to go from being like troll, like using your body as a tool to like shock or like troll yeah. or make people uncomfortable oh, entirely versus because being even like, sexually, I was not in my body at this mm-hmm. time. Like I would perform sexuality all the time really effectively. But when it came to like having sex with people, I wasn't like, I was accommodating for my body. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't letting myself be sexualized for it or like, or just accepting, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was a total like whole, like more cons- a whole conservative thing. approach to like yes sex and sexuality or when a more you're blacked in- out approach or <laughs> both. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Combos. I love a conservative blacked out. You know approach. what I mean? Well, yeah, blacked just like, out but disassociated. Exactly. So I mean, like whatever happens, I'm not really cool. here. Or like to, I'm like, laying here and be like, aware I like it. it. I can be into it enough, but I'm not about to like move yeah <laughs> i don't know so you know it's like self-conscious totally yeah it's extremely are you kidding i mean really only even though i've like 
have shown or depicted myself in these ways for a long time. Like I've only really been showing like very nude, like true body positivity or whatever you want to call it. Like Mm -hmm. in the last year, I would say, or two years, because before that I've had access to tons of like nude fashiony glamorized, like retouched. And I'm not like totally against retouching. No, that's a right. I'm like, please. Skinny girls have had it for years. So just because we get curved power doesn't mean we need to abandon the art. But I do support like Jamila and Jamil and like all these efforts to just like real. I realize the danger in establishing retouching as like, um, that's how people actually look, you know? Yeah. These days you don't need celebrities to look at that. Everyone people look at is Mm -hmm. retouched or like. Yeah. And you can do it yourself on like Facetune or whatever. I've not, my, I've had Facetune photos on Instagram before, but I'm not the one Facetuning them. (laughs) I I know, I know. I mean, I might as well get the best in the game if I'm going to bother to do it. I had, I took a photo like in a, at like a pool party or something uh-huh. like a few years ago and then i just like face tuned it and changed Quickly. my entire body uh-huh. like to look like very kind of like thoughty bikini yeah and then i was like i'm not posting this because it's just like too much yeah and so i had christine post it oh my god <laughs> i love it and so many people like the comments and were insane like i feel like ariana from vando yeah she was like oh my god like fire 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 because it was just like insane body but i was like this is no not anywhere not if you saw the before and after you would be like wow different. it was a huge difference but did you feel like you did it really nimbly and that it was yeah like, like you wouldn't i don't think there's anywhere co- commenting like no and also if it went on hers exactly you're it's like, like <laughs> she just kidding. This, yeah oh she was so funny no, then it's a law she tried the new app yeah <laughs> But I, that was like my first foray into Facetune. I've like done just like Facetune wrinkles off my face before I post or whatever, but yeah. like not like egregious retouching of like a body moment. Yeah. Aside I'm- from that one, which was an experiment, if yeah. you will. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I don't know. Like one of yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had good work done to me by professionals on mm-hmm. these things, but. I think it's been a minute. And I also think that some things look super fake to me, but I actually was maybe like way more fit at times. So then it's like with mild retouching and that, like to me, I'm like, who drew that? <laughs> yeah. I've seen photos of myself like from the past where it's like my leg looks just like different. Oh and I'm my like, God. Like leg my arm. That? I'm like, there's one picture in particular where like I could never show it to anyone, even though I would want to show it to you because I'm like, how did my arm ever look like that? Like, yeah, no one. Yeah, no. <sighs> what would you give? What advice do you have for any women, but also like just like curvier or bigger women that uh-huh. want to be like modeling and like yeah. do like doing what you do, essentially, yeah. where it's like smart thought modeling, like yeah. glam you're like a jack dress of all trades. <laughs> jack dress. <laughs> um, but like anyone, like I, I love imagine smart thought. Yeah. Like I just imagine. I feel like the more that like right now is such an amazing time to explore these options because I will say like, it's truly like culturally like hating fat people has definitely become like less 
sanctioned at least it's like slut shaming yeah like it was fine and to popular and like, like fucking slut 2001 whore. to 2000 like 10 yeah and then there's even been a sea change yeah even later because like i feel like i was always part of very like social justice circles where like you know even like ninth grade where i was like i'm not ever saying bitch again you know all that kind of stuff yeah which is a great choice but not mine and like I don't know, like since I finished college, which is 2014, um, I think like culture caught up. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just feel like there's so much more access. Like, it's a really good thing that I'm celebrating, but I am marveled at how certain things actually have transformed positively quickly and like just access for like entertainment and media and fashion jobs for bigger women, I think is one of those things and like i don't know i mean in terms of advice like i'm thinking of if there's any readers who are listening to this in like a small fucking town or like just somewhere where it's not you can with what you have you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and to not focus on any lacks you know whether that means like lacking resources or lacking you know a body that you think is more conventionally like praised or you know mm-hmm. um, like and just use what you have and be creative and basically saying that to be like show yourself in interesting ways right like yeah i've been having fun with my own image for so long and like i don't really want it to stop you know what i, I mean? don't want it to stop because it gives me a lot of joy and it also <laughs> is like inspiring and i feel yeah. like i talked about this on like past episodes with ryan but like the thought of like like I stay pretty conservative oh, in the way I, I present this myself. A lot with yeah, you like just like thoughting it. out or feeling yeah. comfortable sharing like nude photos, and I think that all ties up in my own self esteem exactly. and like the own way I feel about my body, which more and more, and especially weirdly in like the last week, I've been yeah. like noticing how much like body dysmorphia I truly d- grapple with on like a day to day basis, yeah. and like my like hatred for my body which i'm like i get really mad at myself for that but i'm trying not to judge it and just be like recognize and then how can i like move forward and like ease up on this yeah but i mean i think because i like i would love to do like a nude yeah and have fun yeah and i feel like there's probably and there's lots of people and women in a 420 models campaign i am exclusive for the model agency passion (laughs) project and she actually strips down to her skivvies in it i did and looks amazing and that was like a moment of body positivity i am truly confident and i don't know if that's relatable but i really can't pretend you know and it's like even that's what i guess i was trying to make the point in terms of like career stuff too it's like i'm not career driven in a way that seems like weird because it's not about anyone but me do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i'm not trying to get one up on anyone except sharing or something and like and i think i am really confident because i see the social factors of so many of these feelings right like it's not to say you know i wouldn't and i'd like exercise today and i feel way like energetically cooler in my body you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i had been feeling really like gunky and kind of depressed lately but like so it's not to say that i don't feel shitty in my body or yeah 
shitty about my body sometimes, you know, um, regularly or whatever. But like, I do have a, I do come from a place of like real gratitude that I have a body that works as well as it does. And Mm -hmm. I think even though it was just as simple as breaking my leg, like actually in terms of love, intimacy, like really, and even career art, like when I've done programs like the artist way and it's like, it brings up your blocks creatively. And a lot of people, you know, it's like addictions or the family behavior or family thoughts about what you're doing that these are things that block you. Yeah. But when I did those programs, even way past many of these nude shoots and affirmative experiences, it was still my body. Like, why couldn't I do storytelling shows or comedy body? Like, why don't I go on more auditions body? And it's mm-hmm. like, even that though you I'm were somebody, holding yourself back yeah. because so of it's certain like, ways as me talking about my body and like having gratitude from knowing like what it's like to not be able to use your body at full capacity or at a capacity that you're used to you know Mm -hmm. again it's like i feel so grateful that like i had to like reckon like when i met my boyfriend i still was like limping with a broken leg which might not seem like that big of a deal especially if you're like a hot pretty girl who actually likes that because then it like makes you feel like someone carry me help me you know that Mm -hmm. whole thing for me it's like if you have a fat body and you're dating right or like you need to be as perfect as you can it's like hyper femme super glam like at least in my experience like in terms of accommodating more pressure yeah and like i would never like i would never like get sick or cancel or have a need or have a want even though i was very much like a queer feminist like rebellious person but just within that kind of body related sexual dynamic like i really lost all agency until you know in the last couple years and i think um the like humbleness of like knowing a physical pain or just Mm -hmm. discomfort or just like you know rejuvenation healing period it's like it made me a lot more centered to like what i deserve because i think so much of like why we hate our bodies is we think we don't deserve or that we won't get something because of how they are you know it's like they're too you know and that's also like very in a place living like in la yeah is a common occurrence like how it goes sometimes some woman who's a doctor today who wasn't my doctor she was at the nail salon you know she we were talking a bit and then she was like oh yeah and, and i wasn't expressing any worry or anything about my body or anything you know she's like oh no 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 i i know someone that's an actor that's bigger you can there's there is things there is ways you can do it (laughs) (laughs) and i was like like, thanks i was like yeah i'm not worried about that i'm more worried about if i have to wear really big heels for a long time (laughs) you know because like that's a physical fear yeah i don't know like it's just not enough time. I'm pleasure oriented. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel sometimes what also balances like the career part of me is like such an aptitude for pleasure <laughs> and like weed in the beach and sex and eating and yeah. stuff. And like, I really do a lot of all of it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You have a full So do that life. and take pictures. And that's how you tons can, of pictures of that's yourself. That's my advice. Like, just visualize yourself and like have fun allowing yourself to exist and realize that you can have so many options and moods and that nothing is like fixed and like just experiment. And even if you, if you're feeling down about yourself, like just go get a wig and put it on and have fun. 
as someone else for a little bit, even if it's just at home. Yeah. Right? Like that's great advice. Don't stay like, don't stick. Like I don't, I'm not someone who's like staring in the mirror. Like, what do I look like? I'm way more like, what am I going to look like? Even if that like result is like how I look right now, which is like supernatural, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm still like, I'm going to put on a, some sunscreen and a little, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just, like have, take care of yourself. And like, I I'm, like, what am I going to look like as opposed, cause I'm very much someone. I try, I'm getting that from you from this. So you're just like looking, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, I'll do like, just look in the mirror and like analyze my appearance. And like, no. and a lot of times I'll feel happy about what I see yeah, so or like, like yeah, like so it's but kind it, of a good exercise. It's good, but it's also like in the moments where I'm like happier about it, I'm likely like really stoned and just like modeling in the mirror and like feeling yeah. good and chill. But then See. after that moment, there becomes like like the next day when I like wake up, it's just like, oh, like I've had days and especially in this past month, which really scare me because I'm like, I don't want to feel like this where it's like I wake up and like resent my body, my face, yeah. like everything. Yeah. I was feeling like that earlier in the summer. Yeah. And just being, and that's like the worst way to feel. It just makes you uglier. Yeah. Like it just, there's nothing. God for, I think I'm very, you know, like I'm very good with God. And I really do believe in like universal energy and consciousness. And I'm like low key a bit like those pretty wild girls with the secret and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I think gratitude is joy and I really try to focus on that kind of stuff because I do think it amplifies because like think of so many times that retrospectively it's because it's our emotional life that's coloring how we see our physical form because there's so many times like that you can look back on and you look amazing, but you know, at the time you thought you didn't or like you felt like you were fat then, but I'm like, whoa, I wasn't even like, No, yeah, you look back and you're like, why wasn't I enjoying myself? Or like, I wish like, I'm like, God, I wish I could go back to like that and enjoy how my body was and like be into it. I think that's how my confidence has come from too, because Mm -hmm. I did lose probably like, um, almost like, I don't know, 80 pounds, probably thinner than I am right now. Mm -hmm. And that was like for a couple years. I think it was like right before we met or like maybe right as we met. I don't know. But basically, like, I guess I say that to be like, when you see how that your emotional life doesn't necessarily change, you know what I mean? That's like a huge, in terms of like confidence and being grounded in like identity, it's like, I don't know, like when you, and then you also see the way people treat you in different ways. It's sort of like, and the way you also feel Mm -hmm. like when I lost weight, I felt a comfortableness in my body that I'm still learning to feel, you know what I mean? Like, um, but it was like really nice. You know what I mean? Like it made, I felt like it made me feel like as a teenager, like coming of age with that body that I like basically didn't breathe out loud for four years, you know, like so tense and awkward really. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like why you should get drunk and take out your tits and shake them. Right. But like, I guess, um, (laughs) Yeah, like when you see it's like I've I've noticed I've noticed times of myself and I think growing up and being like tall or whatever that was mm-hmm. always something that people commented on and even like I think I the guy that I like lost my virginity to would like make fun of me for being tall sometimes but then oh. it really like it, that negative aspect of it stuck with me and I felt like 
there have been a lot of times like where I physically would try and like make myself smaller by like slouching or just like just whatever or presenting in a way that's not like yeah I'm fucking six feet tall like you're like I'm a model height yeah I'm a model height I have huge fucking feet and like big hands and long hair go fuck yourself yeah and like and like grappling with all the like weird body vibes that have been happening in like the last couple weeks it's like I just had a thought where I was like I can't like I can't make myself small anymore like that physically doesn't even agree with me and that's not how I am or like who I am totally so why am I like trying to do this to like make other people feel more comfortable when those people are the people that are stupid because like so many i mean a huge part of my confidence before i think i've really found more true confidence in and of myself lately or like the last couple years but um even before that what like people like nico or like so many so many so many other friends who were very to me conventionally hot as fuck Mm -hmm. smart people with amazing taste and they always thought it was hot yeah whatever i looked like and they still do you know and i I get so much love based on looks but i also get it probably because i share it right Mm -hmm. like i I make myself available to it but um you know these people that like maintain beauty certain beauty standards are just literally ill-informed because we immediately like some of the most beautiful people probably all of us can think of in our own life that you know who we love their looks like they wouldn't fit that really singular western you know beauty standard either so it's sort of like who said like you know long hair and big feet and like weren't really beautiful like you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you look like I'm saying that from a place of privilege, knowing that, of like, course. I look a certain way. That's oh, like, no, I'm not even. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Everyone. But has, people do think that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm not negating your experience. I'm feeling like it's like so silly because you also. Yeah. You look like a model. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. That's like what I was trying. To yeah. <laughs> Everyone can look like a model. Everyone can model. That's literally the, that's, that's the biggest difference. The life hack. Like is that everyone can be a model. I mean, I feel like kind of funny because on the Babe podcast, I've been so like real about different aspirations <laughs> or that it's like one of those things that almost makes it embarrassed because then suddenly now I have this amazing community to like check if they're real or not, you know, but yeah. it's like, like come true. But why would I stop modeling until I can have like a really good modeling job, at least a couple, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? One, like, a cover like definitely there's an old navy campaign like i'm down for all versions yeah it's all on the horizon (laughs) thank you i feel that i'm like i don't know i'm just ready to get to like a positive like into a positive routine that makes me feel the most confident i can feel it's back to school it's back to school it's september we're We're almost out of the fucking hellhole of august 7 a.m and got my nails done at 9 a.m and you know like woo, you're on it i went to go to the gym business yeah did a little gardening oh i know i don't know i'm surrendering like i want to really institute so many more like um was it like routines? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm also like, I'm instituting the routines because I can't control other stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I think you have to really consider 
what is the most important, what are the things that I have to do to be running at my best or optimal For these other things. Feel. And that's totally and don't the add, theme of my week. Yeah. Don't add too many of them where it gets no. overwhelming, but what it, finding the what right amount. What do I need to show up for so many nice opportunities that I'm happy to get all the time, but I think like my biggest conflict with them is my own self which is like for someone that is grounded and ambitious and like good at what i do it's like silly you know what i mean it's like yeah but that's everyone's but that's what we're saying it's just like we're laughing before we did this like (laughs) i just have to heal forever yeah so much healing to (laughs) do isn't there a moment where you're just like I'm all better Done. now. Oh my God. <laughs> Life Whoa. is amazing now. Yeah. I think probably if we go to like a holotropic breath work. Yeah. And then you get like five minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do like Rajanishi, yeah. or whatever. <sighs> yeah. But that's like. Uh, who is the time? It doesn't give me that much bliss. It doesn't give me any bliss. Of I'm all like, the yoga. I love yoga and I respect it, but I'm not an expert. I want to stretch. I want to open up my hips and then I want to like feel like I've worked my body in some way. Yeah. I'm okay breathing. even with like some super breathing or like relaxation ones, but the Kundalini breathing is such labor. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's always like white Australian people doing it. Indeed. Okay. Let's do some reader mail. Yes, please. Dear Lara and guest, longtime reader, first time caller, your sharing is not caring episode was a real wake up call for me as a 23 year old who has continuously felt taken advantage of numerous job at numerous jobs. My current job is particularly trying not only because of the fact that I've been that I'm being overworked, asked to front company expenses and wondering when I'll be getting reimbursed, taking on work requiring knowledge far beyond my liberal arts degree, but also the tumultuous social dynamics at my office. I share an office with my supervising attorney who is an adamant and unapologetic born again Christian a la Hill song and the like. <laughs> While I am an advocate for religious freedom and doing whatever suits you, I'm a recovering Catholic trying to find myself after 16 years of Catholic school, college included. I'm at a point in my life where I'm pretty much adverse to any organized religion because of my upbringing. Not only does she incessantly share her weekly journeys with her church and various prayer groups, but she pauses our workday several times a day for a God moments during which she swears God is speaking to her directly about whatever random thing work related or not seems to be at hand. I feel stuck between remaining in her quote good graces so to speak and voicing my truth about how i'm pretty much an atheist after years of theology classes and coming to terms with the church's doctrine that was forcibly shoved down my throat for so many years she insists on me attending her church functions and prophecy sessions but i always come up with a class a excuse to flake i don't feel comfortable speaking my truth and i feel as though she's crossing a boundary with bringing her personal beliefs into the workplace but i don't know how to bring about the fact that this is making me uncomfortable and is impeding my work i'm at a britney spears crossroads in regards to how i should proceed please advise boundaries boundaries indeed workplaces can be so they're increasingly more and more lax like i've never been in i've always worked in offices in la even when i've had like office jobs that have been there's tons of moments of inappropriate yeah. Like, and it's just something I've gotten really used to. Yeah. But like, this sounds like you're working in like a law firm and like 
There's procedures. Yeah. Like, I just think people need to have, like, maintain your relationships outside of work. Yeah. Right? Like, you must have friends from your church that you, you know, share that experience with or share that you want to reflect. Because, like, that is, like, she's trying to get jump you in. Yeah. And I think you it is on you to say, like, please it is it is on you to just be like look i respect everything like i respect your religion respect it if you don't want to yeah (laughs) just be like i have to be honest with you it makes me really uncomfortable how much you're bringing your religion into our shared workspace so like do you but like i'm not interested i would rather not hear about this kind of stuff at work yeah so i think it's totally thanks so much or like can i talk to you for a minute or like acknowledge that it kind of is uncomfortable but you just want to you want it's also a privilege thing right because if you're a very devout muslim like in most office spaces in america sorry like you're not given the same privilege to like you know if you were speaking freely (laughs) like trying to like encourage people to join you people would call you an extremist and like people would be like i'm calling the fbi yeah like maybe it's not a perfect example but you know it's like but yeah how would you handle that because that also would be pretty disruptive if like i'm just thinking it wouldn't happen because it's like it's born again christians that feel like they are the government and like they are America. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the, I feel like in most cases of this kind of experience, I'm very like willing to wager it's that, you know? Yeah. There's also something to be said about the fact that like, um, people, like people who get really, really into religion, yeah. I feel like probably don't have that much going on outside of the religion that they're practicing. Yeah. And that's something that I've personally run into with like experimenting with chanting and like all that where it's like, I make some connections, but I feel like every conversation that I have with anyone that I've met through that practice revolves around like more, religious activities involved with it and like this and that it's like we can't just be like normal people or go to a movie or and like have this as like part of our go out for a drink and then spirit, this yeah. is something we do on the side it's always like are you gonna go to this are you gonna go to this and i'm like it's i don't want to talk yeah it's like the same as going to yoga and everyone's chattering and you're like ugh, like i'm not part of this culture i just want to yeah like relax. i want to do it and be into it and totally. feel good doing it but when it becomes like so consuming it's like yeah that turns me off and i think it's coming from a similar background not catholic but growing up being forced to go to church all the time and like just being like i hate this i know i talked about it before but like literally i had zero discipline growing up i feel Mm -hmm. and was like always just like self-motivated or like so like at the chance to go to church I loved it. Like I always wanted scenarios that felt like you were like a church going girl. Yeah, I like was. My parents weren't even. Yeah, but like, but it was a form of rebellion for you, almost. In, yeah, eventually, all all of this achievement is. But um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I I, I love you like, praying and being like, it's very I'm Kardashian. Here. Like, yeah. what's crazy too is like how christian the kardashians are or how they how christian they present to the world yeah yeah especially i mean it's interesting because i think it's like it's one thing to have like faith but then like they are like and that church that chris bought right is like 
it wants to be Hillsong, doesn't it? Like, isn't it? Is that the one that Courtney does? She go to Hillsong, or is that Bieber, Haley Baldwin? They're like the Hillsong. Yeah, I wouldn't but Courtney be goes to that church did. too. I oh, think really? she was going with like her ex model boyfriend. I think it's inappropriate, like for these celebrities who basically get their entire creative life from queer people to <laughs> belong to that kind of church, you know? Yeah. And that's like my biggest, like, I guess I, yeah, I only reflect on my childhood to say that like in general, like BDSM college teaches like school, like I'm such a sucker for discipline. Like mm-hmm. I love it. Cause I just, I think I've had so much less of it than a, a lot of people have the opposite reaction, right? Like, yeah. you, like unwind out of your discipline hole. But I was always, you're seeking. seeking and i like already said like i'm into higher power thinking i'm into god for my own life i'm not into talking about any specifics of like spiritual awakenings with anyone that i work with like i'm not like you know what i mean and it's not an organized i'm not part of an organized religion because i don't want it like yeah i'm like can't exclude these groups i mean if if i was working with like, I mean, I've, I've definitely have a kind of like a look down my nose approach to most Christian, like totally. ardent Christians. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, you're a, f- a real fucking sucker. Of course. And I don't think that like, I, it's not like, cause I feel, I truly feel like every religion is just saying the exact same thing. It is, and, yeah. it, and it's all about just like love and light, yeah. but like taking it to a place of like, cri- crazy christianity is like i'm like you're an idiot i'm not interested in i'm not interested community either but i don't like, need to be around a bunch of people with the same faith no but if i was like working with someone that was like crazy into crystals and like was talking about them and having like crystal channeling moments or like yeah. channeling from like medium moments i'd be like obsessed yeah, i'd be like totally never stop and or think, even if they were actually bothered me in workplaces before is the disrespect for that culture yeah and i'm like this isn't bullshit this is real or even if they were doing like eastern practices or even like muslim i'd be like chill like show me how to pray like i want to i'm like interested yeah but like non-dominant yeah but the christian thing i'm just like i roll heard it all before move on shut the fuck up you're like you gotta get something new (laughs) yeah i'm like go in the closet or like bring like a rose quartz cross into the mix or something interesting that's hot yeah i grew up with like going to Catholic church when I would go with my grandpa, um, my, but like, so that's his whole own thing. But my mom was always vocally (laughs) anti born again Christian and Mm -hmm. would like to the point of being rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see your mom. And she would just just talk talk about how all they are is, uh, and it wasn't to stigmatize alcohol addiction or anything, but she would just be like, ugh, every addict goes born again. (laughs) Yeah, it's like those little those rituals shouldn't be deemed less important than like esoteric rituals. Mm-mm. But like, there's space for everyone. But when one thing dominates more than others and is like okay, where other things not, are yeah. like you or like judged or not okay, that's problematic. Well, even and, in that, the reader, I'm sure she like. I don't know, like, she, you know, if she was suddenly into, like, if there was, like, the witchy person at work, like, yeah. they shouldn't talk either, I guess, probably, like, most people in that environment would think. Yeah, maybe 
you in you can either talk to this woman and just like set the firm boundary of what's okay and not okay or you can adopt your own like wiccan rituals yes. that you bring to the office and like challenge her with some like either like dark arts wiccan mm-hmm. pagan or just go like full satanist yes. and like and then be like religious freedom my bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then have like dueling when she's having a god moment you can have a devil moment totally like it's just like being the brunette and saved yeah eva <laughs> obsessed <laughs> podcast favorite <laughs> Dear Lara, I'm a recent babe convert and was immediately drawn in because of your and Ryan's relationship bears a frightening resemblance to that of mine, a gay man, and my best friend, a straight woman. Shocking, I know. As sad as it was to see Ryan move on, I'm more than a little excited to see where you take the podcast next. Honey, I've been taking the podcast. I'm in need of some advice on how to deal with an ex that just keeps popping up. I live in D.C., which is a notoriously small city with a notoriously large gay population. I started dating this guy in early spring after one-time grinder hookup turned us both into wanting more. We started hanging out often and pretty quickly. He brought me into almost every aspect of his life, work, friends, gym, and family. We went to zero to 100 real quick, and it seemed like we had a real connection. About a month later, he ghosted me on a weekend we were supposed to hang out. All the while, he kept posting Instagram stories with his emotionally abusive cheater and ex-boyfriend. After trying to keep it cool for about a day, I entered into a maniacal depression and proceeded to unfollow him on social media. The following Monday, he texted me like nothing happened and insisted we get dinner that night, to which I hesitantly agreed. I confronted him at dinner, and after running to the bathroom for a quick, nervous puke, gave him the opportunity to end things. He insisted that he wanted to keep dating, and we left it at that until he broke up with me the following Sunday, via text, to get back with the aforementioned emotionally abusive cheater of an ex-boyfriend. The next few months consisted of me trying to get over him in any way possible, including but not limited to fucking one of his friends, finding myself in more than a few Instagram K-holes, stalking the life of him and his friends, fucking a 45-year-old zaddy who turned out to be a Trump supporter from whom I got gonorrhea in my throat. Lol. Flash forward, it's the end of August. I just finished staying celibate the entire summer, so I'm currently under the impression that I can do anything. Throughout the summer, without provoking, this ex of mine kept appearing. What started as his likes on social media and immediate looks at my Instagram stories turned into running into him every time I turned a corner and desperate texts to get my attention. It all culminated this past weekend when somehow we matched on Tinder. I know I should block him or tell him. I know. Somehow is really not taking accountability for that right swipe, my babe. (laughs) I know I should block him or tell him to fuck off once and for all. And I truly don't want anything to do with him ever again not to mention my best friends would kill me but part of me gets a kick out of watching him try to regain my attention am i being a total babe if i let him keep going but more importantly can you ever really get over someone if they find ways to weasel themselves back into your life with deep appreciation for the love light and laughter you send into the world honey you have to make a decision of whether you want this person in your yeah. life or not because you're opening doors for him to show up. Totally. I feel like you already know that he is coming off of an abusive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you really seriously like him and want to like address him so candidly about doing the work to heal from that situation so that you guys can enjoy something together, I think that's like the only realistic thing to do. But it, I mean – Given his behavior, that might be really triggering and like 
make a whole dramatic thing, you know? But yeah. I guess what I'm saying is not to like, you know, like not to get into something with him expecting that he's not the person that you know he is. You yeah. know what I mean? That he has this relationship and that it has like a really specific power dynamic and that he's used to certain exchanges of power or attention and like obviously he's stalking you and like trying to get your attention and so is that like is that how you would want your partner to like approach <laughs> yeah and I, what's, communicating with you more maybe i don't know what stuck out to me too is like he, this person ghosted you you saw exactly what he was doing he's hanging out with this ex and then you decided to go out to dinner and you gave him the opportunity to like end things. But it's like that you're like giving away your own power by doing that. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it feel, it always feels scary because to like set a really firm boundary with someone or just be like, fuck you. I, I'm not talking to you again. Like I yeah. refuse to be treated like this and that's it. Like goodbye. Yeah. Because I think in the back of your head, it's like, oh, my God, what if this is the last person that will ever be interested in me? Like, what if I fucked up? Yeah. What if we could have fallen in love? Like, what if they think I'm a bitch? What if they talk yeah. shit? About, like, there's so many negative self-talk yeah. reasons to, like, not do that. But I think that's, like, kind of your first instinct in this situation. Yeah. But you slip back in because you kind of want to see, like, oh, will he change if I confront him? Or, like... Yeah. Will does he really want to break up and then he says no and then breaks up with you later like it's like just make the firm decision and then walk away mm, it's so it's hard. hard I mean even like I'm saying this advice like but I don't know the most like crazy making partner I've ever had hardly a partner but you know I it's been so many years or yeah, it's been a few years since I've seen or talked to him and it like ended really, really crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though, you know, once in a while, more than I would like, I do still think like, what would it be like to see him? Not because I want to be with him or because I want to have anything. I definitely don't. Maybe it's also like fear. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm scared because I feel like that energy has been so toxic to my life or like. Yeah unruly that i just want it away from me but i think also everybody likes closure like in a weird way i feel like that's what i'm looking for but i don't think i'm not trying to get it and i don't know so like for you it's like are you in it doesn't seem like you need closure because you weren't i don't know yeah i think kind of sometimes closure is overrated it's opening exactly. yeah closure is not is, really real maybe no and it's like it is just inviting more exactly. discussion or whatever like at the end of the day your decision and how you feel is the most important thing. Totally. So you can get closure by like writing down like all your thoughts on a piece of paper and burning it. Like it's like totally. just get it I out of your body closure. somehow. I need, I was thinking I should do that with him. Yeah. I'm really going to light that bitch up. Mm -hmm. Because like really what you're looking for is some sort of validation in a, most closure situations. Yeah. Like, 
I there's like an ex of mine that I've like always gone back and forth of like should I reach out to this person and just like see like I want closure which I think there is like a but small closing the door is actually opening but the door, it's not even, the door's closed yeah because the door's been fucking closed totally. and I want to like prop it back open and be like hey just so you know like I've been through a really rough time in my <laughs> life but now guess what things are good yeah. and like I see that I hope you're happy too and then I have like a meaningful like I want this person to be like I love you and I'm uh-huh. sad that it didn't work and uh-huh. I can be like I love you too and then I can feel sad and like wistful so drama and it's like it's drama. like go film yourself yeah <laughs> you think, okay so you know I should I mean? go I should film myself like <laughs> doing, doing that, that monologue instead of doing yeah it. that actually is better Literally. and that's what I was thinking too with like when you were saying you feel really bad like I feel like even if you like you know what I mean like if not generally but like if you're like looking at yourself and wanting and like critiquing a bit like just like put on lana del rey pretty when you cry Mm -hmm. and And like like, roll around yeah and sing and you can be like ugly and expressive you know but Mm -hmm. then it's just like you know injecting your your body with a new emotional vibration yeah i love that advice using using your discomfort to really propel the act yeah that's great Please advice. Please do it. I'm going to. I'm going to get really artistic. Uh-huh. I've been doing that for years. You have. You. This is. All, that's all you do. <laughs> Literally. If anyone wants to ever see it, let me know, and you can Ugh. PayPal me. And I love a PayPal. <laughs> Pay to play. Pay to play. Pay to pray to this pussy. Pay to pray. That's what the other babe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, other babe should put like a like a religion jar in uh-huh. the office and say whenever one of us wants to have like a religious moment we b- put five dollars in the jar <laughs> oh that's good and then this and then donate just be like, it or donate it and then yeah and then you guys get to go out to lunch together uh-huh. and talk so you get to know each other you're an interfaith expert that's a good yeah way of they should hire you to make offices more interfaith. Oh my god, I would love <laughs> to like give a lot of advice to like corporate office situations. Yeah. <laughs> having no like having pretty much all red flag experiences. I want to like I'm like I got fired from every job so that I could be here to tell you <laughs> how to, to work do. it in the office. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> if you are listening and you have an office that you HR want me to come, yeah. Teams people teams that you want me to come in and that's what hot businesses call hr yeah give some like office vibes advice and help people really communicate with each other let me know because i'll do it for a fee for i've already put it out there that i nominal fee a nominal fee (laughs) that i officiate weddings and got a gig for you did yeah 2019 i'm officiating my first reader wedding bitch and i'm so excited what i like what kind of the couple what's the vibe their vibe is uh it's a gay couple love and they're very like artistic and like smart lollers they just are like lollers who appreciate like art wow. and the finer things in congratulations life. to those lollers because you booked a <laughs> fucking superstar yeah and it really is amazing it's gonna be iconic yeah and so i'm always down for like an odd job or two. If you need me to film you? I probably do. Or do like full BTS? Like I'm sure they would let you bring an assistant. Yeah. Like a dot. We'll film a documentary. Yeah. Love that. The first of many. Quasi former reader. 
Oh, that there was some drama this week. Oh, I'm so sorry. I busted you up. <laughs> Were they talking shit about me? No, no one was talking shit about I'm just you. Kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The reader said that they were considering dropping off of listening to the podcast and due to whatever. And yeah. I said, like, that's disappointing, but there are many guests that you could get into. Yeah. Like, so I urge you to come back when you feel comfortable. Totally. And they said they really like you. So maybe they'll give it a uh, shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my little pretty. West Hollywood foodie Rex from Lauren Ed. Well, what guess what? Me? Ed's not here in Tierney's here. So this I is what's I love happening. eating. Have you heard this episode? Hi, Lara. Devoted reader here. My husband and I are coming to LA for the War on Drugs concert and staying at the Chateau Marmont. Hot. I made a res at Sushi Park based on Ed's rec, but there are, are there any other West Hollywood spots we should hit up? We will, of course, be making the pilgrimage to Tom Tom. Thank you uh-huh. so much for all the lols and excellent content. By the way, I think you should know that while listening to the Goop podcast yesterday, my husband stated, and I quote, all men who meet GP must instantly fall in love with her. A true babe comment. I believe uh-huh. the that comment to be is true. hilarious. <laughs> That sounds like the kind of husband waxing I poet. Want you need life. him. I need someone that like deeply appreciates Gwyneth Paltrow. And you're like, I'm a perfect, yeah, avatar. Um. Okay. So you're really like living it up. Yeah. I feel like there's a new sushi or Japanese restaurant that just opened in Chateau Marmont. That, oh, really? Yeah, called like Hanare or something like that. That doesn't have good Yelp reviews, but looks really fucking chic. So I would just pop in and check that out. Hmm. I like this spot called Rosalie, which is like, um, I think it's Peruvian food with really yummy cocktails and just like inventive menu options. Where it's is like, it? it's on Melrose, like almost at Melrose and La Cienega. Mm. It has like a neon sign. It says like uh-huh. Rosalie. And I saw John Mayer there once. So Ooh. it's like a destiny That's hot. vibe, a good date spot. Um, what other places are you? I don't you have liking? that many big picks. Like, I gotta say, I have a very pan Los Angeles experience, and WeHo is not my like WeHo's not true forte. Yeah. Although I did live here, I would just say Moza. <laughs> oh God, yeah, <laughs> Moza like, is a tried and true classic. I'm supposed to go there later, but I went there like last week, and so I'm feeling like it's it's not really a place. It's very special to me, even if you go to the pizzeria one. Like, it's like. It's heavy, kind of, but it doesn't have to be. There's a lot of seafood and, like, salads, but it's so, like, I feel like it has a special vibe. Yeah, it does. It's just, like, a delicious and, like, luxury dining experience, yeah, like, but that's also, like, not too over the it's top. It's not snooty or... No, it's accessible, <laughs> yeah, like luxury, it's not... but then also you can, like, see business people there. Totally. Like, celebrities. Chefs and celebs. Yeah, it's a good it's mashup. Hot. It's yeah, hot. Yeah, I like it there. Um, I'm trying to think where else. Sushi Park is a real journey. I've never, I've have yet to go there. Have you been to TomTom? I've been to TomTom four times. Bitch. I'm like... So how is it? It's good, but the fourth time I was like, okay, I'm like... Done. At least well, for a, I'm di- a, within the first month. Yeah, like my I was satiated. Like it took yeah. me four times to really because like, I get obsessed with things, of so course. I just have to like max it out. Um, if you go to when you go to Tom Tom, I like the Clockwork Pink cocktail. Ooh. It's like a mezcal, like smoky pomegranate. I think cocktail, and they have cauliflower wings that are, are they are so fucking good. 
Like I would postmate them if I could. Ooh. So that's when you know it's good. I'm trying to think of like other vibes. Okay. But- oh, I Kofax get a breakfast oh burrito. My God. Yes. It's so good, honestly. And the coffee's bomb. And if the donuts are really good, if you're the donuts are that. so good. I like have had one day a week. We'll order a a donut and a breakfast burrito, so hot. and it's very like scrumptious the best day of the week it's the best day of the week <laughs> yeah go to kofax and get their breakfast they have now like three or four breakfast burritos on the menu mm-hmm. and i like the glazed donut with sea salt flakes oh my god i've never had that but i'm sure it's so good it's like salty and sweet yeah my vibe of course wink what john and Vinny's is right there That's oh a good yeah Italian john and Vinny's. but i don't it's hard hard to go there yeah i haven't gone out I really only will go out to dinner if it's like a work related dinner. If I know I can like expense it essentially. That's hot. Yeah. Cause I'm Most like, of my dinners are work related. Yeah. I'm into, no. I'm a businesswoman <laughs> at this point in my life. And so I don't do a lot of like just social dinners out because I need yeah. to, I want to write it off. I think, um, I write it off regardless. I would love to record a hit single called. Write, write it, it off. off. Yeah. Do it. That's my throw it in up. the bag. Throw it in the bag. Oh. Write it off. Oh. 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 Just oh. write it all off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go in the stew. Shake it off. Um. Write it off. Because <laughs> your dining ain't the same. <laughs> oh, God, yes. This is a revenge brew. Yes. Hi, Lauren Tierney. I'm behind on the podcast, but I had to share this revenge brew story from when I was in college. I unfortunately was not present for this as I was attending a mandatory anti-theft class, but I'd, because I'd been arrested a few weeks prior. (laughs) Babe. Anyways, upon returning to my dorm building, I noticed four police cars. I parked my car, went upstairs to my BFF Andrew's room, and asked what was going on. He explained to me that Peaches, this guy ate a full tray of peaches on his first day of school, no plate, straight on the tray. It was easily a pound of peaches. (laughs) (laughs) I'd taken a bunch of molly and was rolling really hard when he decided to drink a 40 and take a bong rip. That wasn't enough, so he topped his journey off with some coke. This cocktail led his brain to confuse the communal washing machine with a toilet he proceeded to brew in the top loading washing machine and when security saw this they called the police they called the police because this happened during our school's annual concert festival and i guess campus security wasn't down to handle a brew crime and i don't blame them upon the police arriving peaches took off into the woods and the police chased him down for an hour they finally got him and gave him nothing more than a talking to the washing machine was cleaned out how was it not replaced and life went back to normal nine years later it's still one of my favorite brew stories and peaches is is married and sober live laugh brew peaches is my favorite i was like peaches on the tray is wild yeah and deserving of the nickname peaches The the whole thing, I mean, the, what comes to mind to me is just like all the rinses of water that have gone through that washing machine post-brew. Yeah. And you, I swear, my clothes were never uglier than in college because of their shitty machines. Yeah. Everyone has now doused themselves Ew. 
in Peach's brew. It seems like it's a huge brew too because it makes it seem co- as though it's like filling the yeah the water. Like, <laughs> an explosive Molly brew in a well, washing machine. That- it required four cop cars to arrive at the scene and chase down Peach. Peaches uh, ran into the woods. You don't run into the woods if you just like logged in the machine. No, no, no. You Peaches w- left something. What? He left a Jackson Pollock. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for this beautiful arc. I appreciate it. The Arc de Triomphe. The Arc de Triomphe. (laughs) Um, We will be doing a bonus episode. So so if you're on the Patreon. Shell out your coins to hear one last bit of me. Yeah. Sign up. I'm going to be super sexy on the bonus episode. Oh, I love. I can't wait to get erotic on the bonus app. <laughs> yeah. Um, follow the podcast uh, at Babe Podcast on Instagram. Write emails, reader mail to babepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe in iTunes, give it a five star rating, and leave like just a one sentence review. Hot. Hot is fun. all you have to say. So, so fun. Smart. Yeah, hot, fun, smart, sexy, Ish. delicious. <laughs> delicious. Just true. I dare someone to write yummy as their <laughs> review. Yum. Because it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. And follow Tierney at T Star 7. 7. It's your lucky number, bitch. Yeah, bitch. I'm born on the 28th. Multiples. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Babe? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.